What's up guys? You are on the air and off the books with Beth Ann and Samantha and we are back after a long break, a much needed rest and relaxation. Little schnoozeroo from work. Snoozing, a little, a little break break. Yes, um, we decided that we were going to take two, two and a half weeks off. And Did you see this? It was, <laughs> what? I can't. I can't bust them out like that. I'll tell you later. All, All right. right. So what are we doing? So today we were going to be talking about the two books, um, Home Before this, Dark. Yeah, this is supposed to be Sagrathon. Yes, Home Before Dark and <sighs> House Across the Lake. Because if you guys remember early on in our podcast, we read Lock Every Door by Riley Sager. And we had the most trouble with it because it deleted like 47 times and we had to re-record 47 times. Yeah. So. It was pretty bad, actually. And the more that we recorded it, the more that we got annoyed with the book, so we didn't think that we gave it a good enough chance. Right. So we were like, let's give them another chance. And so what this podcast today was supposed to be about was talking about these two books. But we have discovered... That our reading tastes do not align with Riley Sager. Yeah, and we don't want to get on here and, like, not, like, crap all over it or anything like that. But we just, if they're not bad. It's just not something that we, like, want to be reading personally. And he doesn't write for us as an audience. Yeah. And that's okay because there are a lot of, like, booktubers and stuff that I watch that love the book that I read, House Across the Lake, which we drew straws to see which one would get what book because I think our problem was originally that it wasn't paranormal enough and so we decided to go online and find the books that were actually paranormal and these books are paranormal they are actual like horror thriller books um but it's just not done in a way that we think is I don't know like the thing with Riley Sager is, is if you love a good slow buildup to a punch you in the face, bloody your nose twist. Yeah. That comes out of left field that just passes you out. Riley Sager is for you. Yes. And we ha- we do have a lot of coworkers that read Riley Sager and they yes. love the books. So And we would recommend these to you for sure. Like I think that you guys would really, really like them if you love that kind of surprise. And if you don't want to anticipate what's happening next, because honestly there's no way that I would have ever dreamed. Because it's just like lock every door. There's no way that you would have ever dreamed that what the endings were is right. what they were. Right. Like, you you don't anticipate it coming at all because he is so subtle. It's almost like you have to, like, take a sieve out and, like, catch every minute detail to be able to get to the end of these books. So, you know, it's probably, like, a 2.5 or a 3 out of 5 for me for this yeah. book. Yeah, that's kind of how, because she read across House Across the Lake, and yeah. I read Home Before Dark, and, like, by page 50, I should be, like, getting into the book. Yeah. Really, I should be getting into the book for me to, like, get hooked on a book by page, like, 10. So, like, by page 50, I was, like, lost and not yeah. clicking with the book, so... Hey. With your book, too, there were some things at the end that still were never explained. Right. Which is fine for the ambiguity of it, but for the your book in particular, I feel like that kind of lost me a little bit. Especially when it's not a prequel or, like... It's a standalone. Yeah. Right. There's nothing building up relating to that. 
And then also with my book, if you like, uh, I was talking to Justin uh, about it, and he said that if you like, is it Rear Window? Is an Alfred Hitchcock yes. movie, which I'm surprised that I've never seen. Um, this is very similar to that for House Across the Lake. Or like Woman in the Window, I think it's called. It's a newer movie on Netflix. Right. It's that-esque. And if you like family drama, if you like um, intense, like, spousal situations like that, this is definitely the book for you. And I, I want to say, like, just because we don't particularly like a book doesn't mean that we don't recommend it to you. Yeah, because these books literally are checked out every day constantly this is these are very popular reading material so don't just take our word for it we just want you to know that like we're a book review podcast and just because we don't like something doesn't mean that you're not going to like it and we're not going to spoil these books for you we're going to recommend them if you would like some interesting like thriller it's more thriller than horror um and we think you should pick them up and if you would like to have our personal opinions and some spoilers you should just come find us at the library yes um and we'll talk to you about it but today, since we are not going to be having our Riley Sager-thon, we are going to be talking about our 2023 reads and goals for um, this new year. So, um, do you want to talk about, like, our books that we have picked out, or... Samantha's, like, on point, because she's, like, a voracious reader, so she already has, like, a whole list of things picked out for the books that she wants to read, True. and I have my goals instead. So, it doesn't matter to me. Like, I will do whatever whatever first. So, okay. So, the first book that I really, really, really want to read, that I think that you want to read, too. Me? Yes. Oh, okay. It is All the Dangerous Things, and this is the um, second Stacey Willingham novel. She was the author of A Flicker in the Dark, and that Flicker in the Dark we had just read... Um, a few months ago, maybe, for the podcast, and we really, really liked it. Um, so, I'm going to read you the little synopsis. One year ago, Isabel Drake's life changed forever. Her toddler son, Mason, was taken out of his crib in the middle of the night while she and her husband were asleep in the next room. With little evidence and few leads for the police to chase, the case quickly went cold. However, Isabel cannot rest until Mason is returned to her, literally. Except for the occasional catnap or small blackout where she loses track of time, she hasn't slept in a year. Isabel's entire existence now revolves around finding him, but she knows she can't go on this way forever. In hopes of jarring loose a new witness or Barry Clue, she agrees to be interviewed by a true crime podcaster. But his interest in Isabel's past makes her nervous. His incessant questioning, paired with her severe insomnia, has brought up uncomfortable memories from her own childhood, making Isabel start to doubt her recollection of the night of Mason's disappearance, as well as the second guess, as well as second guess who she can trust, including herself. But she is determined to figure out the truth no matter where it leads. Mm. So I think that that one will be really good yeah, because that, that good. A Flicker in the Dark was really good. I really liked it. Um, okay, what's your first reading goal okay. for 2023? My first goal or book? Book. Book, okay. All right, let me let me pull my phone up. I'm gonna get on here. I, I forgot my reading journal at home. I apologize. I'm forgetful. Forgetful. Um, I don't have a good F name. Forgetful France. Fancy. Okay, where? What am I looking for? Okay, so. 
this is gonna sound no I'm gonna save that okay so there this this book is something that I want to listen to and it's supposed to be like a really like crazy horror book at least that's what the reviews say I'm starting really not to trust people in their reviews because some things that they say are horror are just not horror for me but this is the last days of Jack Sparks by Jason Arnop and so Jack's it's this is the synopsis Jack Sparks died while writing this book it was no secret that journalist Jack Sparks had been researching the occult for his new book. No stranger to controversy, he's already triggered a furious Twitter storm by mocking an exorcism he witnessed. Then there was that video, 40 seconds of chilling footage that Jack repeatedly claimed was not of his making, yet was posted from his own YouTube account. Nobody knew what happened to Jack in the days that followed until now. It is on... Uh, ebook, audiobook on Overdrive. We have it here. Um, and I think that the audiobook is only, oh, it's 11 hours. It's, it's a little long. But I think that I can, I think I can do it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, I think. So that is my, one of my anticipated reads for 2023. And all these books that we're telling you, they will be in our library in some shape way or form um if we don't already have them these yes. all aren't new to 2023 but some of them are um so you will be able to get these in our library um so my second book is how to sell a haunted house by grady hendrix and this is about a girl who finds out that her parents have died so she has to go home to her childhood home and clean up this house and sell it why she has to um deal with her kind of unsuccessful brother um turns out this house is haunted so i think it's gonna be that looks really good actually i feel like i've seen this because it's like a little minecraft looking type house on the cover yeah hmm. we should read this for the podcast my prediction is this is going to be like a the family is haunted not the house like the family has like a dark past you know i just need it to actually be haunted yeah. not likely probably not but we still should read it for the podcast we should write it down because i steal all of your ideas all the time okay Ugh. okay i would like to read um the ghost tree by Christina Henry. Um, this is another, that's actually another thriller horror. I guess that's the theme for this year. And it kind of, um, I think it's like a take off of, so Christina Henry writes like spinoffs, very dark spinoffs of like different fairy tales and stuff like that. Um, I read her Alice in Wonderland retelling and I would recommend that to everyone. It has tons of um, content warnings. So just remember that there are a lot of red flags. A lot of the things that she reads, they're very dark and foreboding and sad. And they don't end very well, but they're fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, and this one is like a Sleepy Hollow situation. So when people go missing in the sleepy town of Smith's Hollow, the only clue to their fate comes when a teenager starts having terrifying visions in a chilling horror novel from Christina Henry. Um, and so two bodies are found torn apart in the town of Smith's Hollow. 
Um, and she suspects that the the main character suspects that the police will not find the killer. Um, her father, the year before, was found with his heart missing. And that is literally all that there is except for a vision of a monster dragging the remains of girls throughout the woods. So I feel like it's going to be fantastic as well. And I want to listen to this one too. I don't want to read it. Shocker. I don't know why. She's the one that read Lo that wrote Lost Boy as well. That's the spinoff of um, Captain Hook and Peter Pan. Dude. Hmm. That was so good. And that one is a horror. It gave me chills reading that one. It was fantastic. And I should Jeez. never, like, look at Peter Pan the same ever again. Peter Pan. It really ruined Peter Pan for me. But it was in the best way possible. So. The Ghost Tree. The Ghost Tree. Um, my third book will be Some Shall Break by Ellie Marnie. And we are actually going to be having her on the podcast here soon. So you guys will have to join in for that episode. Um. She is a New York Times bestselling author, so it's really cool that we get to have her on the podcast to talk about her new book, um, which is the sequel to um, yes. None Shall Sleep. Which was one of the best books I read yes. last year. It was 12 of 10. Oh, yeah. And if you don't remember um, kind of what that is about, it is about a, um, a girl who is a survivor of a serial killer who gets recruited by the FBI along with um, another teenage boy to kind of study teenage serial killers and how their mind works. And she ends up kind of really, like, not, not like, connecting. I wouldn't say connecting, but um, working with a serial killer to stop another serial killer. And it was fantastic, and I can't so wait good. to see what her and Simon Gutmanson do in this next book. I thought it was Gutmanson. You might be right. We should listen to the audiobook and see. It's probably Gutmanson. I doubt it. I'm always wrong. I'd be pronouncing crazy stuff like <laughs> Susie Braun and... Susie Braun. What's it? What's his actual name? Sesebron. Is it Sesebron or is it Sesebron? Sesebron. Sesebron? Yeah. I don't think it's Sesebron. I think that's what I say. No. Sesebron. Susebron. But Justin and I were pronouncing it Susebron. Susebron. I don't Listen. Whatever. Okay, so these this next book, what are we on, book three? I don't know now. You're on book three. I'm on book three. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to... I'm going to clump Way of Kings and Mistborn into one line because they're both Brandon Sanderson. And honestly, I'm just going to take whatever I can finish first. <laughs> because Way of Kings is literally 1,200 pages and then Mistborn is like almost 700. Mm -hmm. But I was so impressed with Warbreaker and I'm so sad because I don't think that anything else is going to live up to my expectations. But I'm so desperate to be a part of the Sanderson universe now that I need to fit. I bought both, okay? So, and I think Kaylee said she was going to read it with um, me and Ben because I bought an extra copy. So, we're all three going to read it, and I don't think I can convince Samantha to do this because Warbreaker was not it for her. Yeah, it was, it was, very, it was good, but it was very slow. It was way too slow for me. See, that's so crazy. It just show, it's so, it was so cool, too, because it shows our, like, discreet, we have some very 
similar things that we like. And then when we really go past horror thriller, then that's where everything just kind of crumbles away and, like, we can see our distinct reading tastes. And I think mm-hmm. that's so interesting. Because yeah. I didn't think it was slow at all. I thought it was so fast. Like, I've never finished... Well, I, that's not true. I used to read books like crazy. I used to be a Samantha, and now I'm not. <laughs> and now she's a Be Beth a Ann. Samantha. <laughs> Don't be a Beth Ann. Okay, so. Shirts, I swear. My fourth book is House of Earth and Blood, um, the first book of Crescent City by Sarah J. Moss. Um, I oh. really, really, really want to start this book, like, ASAP, because um, it connects to... Um, Akatar, A Court of Thorns and Roses, and oh, I yeah. am super excited to see how that connects and how you get, like, little glimpses of the Akatar universe um, in Crescent City. And Crescent City is more like a modern, um, s- modern, I would say, um, modern fantasy? Akatar, yeah. So it's like Akatar, but modern day. Oh, okay. So... Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I'm really excited to read that. And I also want to finish Throne of Glass. I think I'm on book three. Um, But I had to take a pause from that because I started reading Zodiac Academy, which we do not have, which I'm going to see if we can get because I love it so much and I think that we need it. Where's the freaking epilogue? Oh, I can't recommend this book because we don't own it. Oh, Crap. Crescent City also has a second novel that I will I will read them in 2023. There's no choices here. It's happening. No crap, crap, shoot. Okay. Um. Sorry, guys. I had one ready, and now it. I re- just realized that it is literally not something that we own, so I can't even suggest it to you. I'm so underprepared because I think my thing is is like I think you go in with like a reading list yeah. for the year and I go in with goals to just try and read. Yeah. Because I cannot promise that I'm going to finish a book cuz I feel like I DNF books way more than I finish them now as I'm old. Have you finished the historical fiction book Silk's that- Journey? Yeah. No. You haven't? No. I'm over halfway though. It is it's, so they're gonna sad. rename it. They're gonna rename it Beth Ann's Journey because this is year two of her uh, reading it. It really is, but it is so sad. I will get like two or three chapters in and sob. It is so sad. Like I read a lot of historical fiction with sad content in it because I mean that's you know the world wars and all these different things, and this one just takes the freaking cake, man. It is so, so sad. I think one series that we really need to read for 2023 for the podcast is Truly Devious. Yes. Because we've been, like, wanting to read it, but we've been, like, finding other, like, books that have just come out, but I think that Truly Devious is going to be... my fourth one. Good. Because I really do agree with you. Because it just falls in the line of some of the things that we like. Yeah. And it's so comparable, well, assuming or presumably or whatever the word is it's comparable to um the inheritance games yes which yeah. we love yes we did love the inheritance games and um segueing that like that that was my little like little deep dive my little there. my little jingle going into this book the brothers hawthorne oh, also yeah. by jennifer lynn barnes it's her new um Kind of like a spinoff 
to the Inheritance Games coming out in um, August of 2023. And this mainly focuses on the four um, Hawthorne brothers and kind of what they're what adventures they're going on. Um, and I believe this is after the Inheritance Games stuff goes down. So that's going to be really cool because the Hawthorne brothers are like the greatest of all time. So we'll probably definitely read that for the podcast um, sometime in 2023. We have like six months to plan for and we use we usually read two books, two books per month. So we got about 12 books to plan. Not too bad. 2023. Um, a book that I would like to read is The Andromeda Strain by Michael Crichton, which I can't get my hands on a physical copy. I'm actually not sure why I want a physical copy of it, but I don't know. I was so taken by Jurassic Park. That is such a good book mm-hmm. that I would really like to read this one because I'm, I'm, I've got a thing for, like, plagues. Yeah. I love... Is it about a plague? It is. It's about a satellite that falls from the sky and then... Um, because it wasn't, like, sanitized. When it falls, like, when they go to retrieve it, there are, like, bodies laying in heaps everywhere. And they don't know, like, what's causing this mass chaos and, like, hysteria and, like, this evil thing that is killing people. And I'm a big fan of reading about Ebola and stuff like that. I yeah. love how it works. So I'm hoping that I can get through that. The only thing with him is that he's super sciencey. And he gets really complicated. Yeah. So I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I am willing, I'm ready and willing to give it a try. Michael Crichton. Michael Jurassic Crichton. Park and Drama's Train. But Jurassic Park, though, dude. A1 steak sauce. Yes. A thousand Even though steak percent. sauce isn't good, so more like ranch, cheese dip, whatever you, <laughs> whatever you dip Oscar's you love. cheese dip. Yes. Not sponsored. Um, my last, too. sorry. Got to interrupt Bethany and cut her off because she don't, she doesn't matter on this podcast. That's right. I can't even finish a book, so go on. <laughs> now, my last book of twenty twenty three goal um, reading goal is Cherish, and that this is the sixth book of the Crave series by Tracy Wolf, and I'm reading book five right now, and um, that's called Charm. So, Charm right now is like a, uh, it's kind of like a novella that's not a novella it's like a um what happened in between time of the fourth and the sixth book so that's kind of what I'm reading right now even though this quote-unquote novella is like 700 pages long um but I'm really excited for the last book of the series because this has been one of my like top five series um but if you if this interests you, um, it's like a teen and young adult vampire um, supernatural book. And I would say it's comparable to like Vampire Academy series by Rochelle Mead or um, I can't think of any like super amazing. I'm picky about my supernatural books. I feel like I really want to read the Marked series by PC Cast. I used to have all of them, and then I sold them for, like, a penny, probably. I always mess up like that, okay? And then I want to read the series, and I'm like, oh, I've got to buy it for $547.29. (laughs) No, but Beth Ann's goal for 2023 is to read Light Lark. That's 
her oh my gosh, goal from yeah. me. Yeah, I am going to finish that. It was I so good. the audiobook ready to go for that. Um, but the big things that I want to do for 2023 as far as, like, my goals are concerned is I definitely want to finish all of T. Kingfisher's books. And I think that all I have left are the novellas. Um, and she's interesting because she writes horror and fantasy. Mm-hmm. And I love it. The only one I didn't really like, which is probably controversial, is that I didn't really like um, What Moves the Dead, which is a retelling of The Fall of the House of Usher, which, surprisingly, I don't know why I didn't like it. But she is coming out with two other books this year. Um, And I have almost everything completely finished of hers, which... Chef's Kiss, fantastic. I want to become invested in Sanderson. Completely, totally. Sanderson-verse. His world. Yeah, the Sanderverse. I want to read a hundred books. A hundred? A hundred. I did one year. She has big goals. I do. I didn't read that many at all. I think I only got to like 70 or 80 this year, which actually I don't know how I did that. I don't even think I got the... Well, if you count me reading to Sam, reading a book to Samuel every night, I read over 365 books this year. Oh, but, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I read him wow. a little book every night, okay? I mean, I read The Hayden all the time, too. I never considered that, so it's probably well over that, but... But I feel like we can't count that because we're adults here, okay? I don't can't. know. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> but... Considering. I don't know. I, th- I wanted my goal for last year to be 160, but I picked up, like, giant, massive books. Like, the book right now I'm reading is 1,300 pages, and I'm like... Yeah, but you probably still in? read over 100 books. Easy. I don't know. I think I read, like, 40. I don't believe you. There's I think no I way that I read more than you. There's no way. I mean, I read a lot of novellas, though, like, some short stuff. I don't yeah, pick up a whole lot. I think the biggest, well, obviously the biggest book that I read this year was Warbreaker. I think I'm just so picky about what I read, and I, like, I really don't like to read standalone novels. Oh, I prefer a standalone. Yeah, no, I'm, like... I have to continue the story or I'll have, like... See, I feel like that's too much pressure. Distraught heart syndrome. Yeah, but what if it doesn't end right? Or, like, you invested all this time and you have to wait. Like, I don't know. I've, I read a lot... I've read a lot of, like, series and stuff, but I just... I would rather just read it and move on. I think yeah. because my time is so... <sighs> divided and I have such a hard time finishing things that a series just isn't what... If I read a series, it's good. Like, it's yeah. good, good. You know what I mean? I think my only, like, irk with series is when they, like, you get to book four and they, like, switch main characters and they, like, oh, switch yeah. to the side characters. That's when I'm, like, like DNF a series. Yeah. So awful for that. Yeah, that's when I stop with the series. Unless I just really loved, like, in Akatar, they do that with book five. They switch to um, the main character's sister and then... Um, one of the Bat Boys, they're called. And bat it's, like, boys. their story. They call them the Bat Boys because they've got wings. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, you claim that Akatar is very similar to Warbreaker, and I just don't believe you. It is. It's very similar. And you didn't like Warbreaker, though. Yeah, no, it was just because it was too slow, I think. I'm so sad at that. Doug loved it. Really? Yeah, you should talk to him about it. Oh my goodness. I uh, was down there the other day. and thought you were going to back me up on this one. I know. He's like, you threw me under the bus. And I was like, well, listen, I thought you were going to be like Samantha and dip out. <laughs> and like pull a me. And then, <laughs> unlike every other book, 
that we read is always, yeah, that they didn't like it. No, no, yay. Um, but yeah. Oh, and the only other goal that I have is to finish all my stranded books this year. Your stranded books? That's what I call them. Like Silka's Journey in the Trench. Oh. And I've been reading those two books for literally a whole year. Dude. Or more. If you go on year three of reading Silka's Journey, you're just DNFing it. It'll be I'm like a forced it. DNF. I'm going to finish all these books. I really am. And I'm going to do a lot of rereads this year as well. See, I wish I could re- I think I can reread some things. Like, I want to reread Vampire Academy because I just... The new movie or the new... Um, TV series just came out and it was phenomenal. So I want to reread that. And but I don't like to reread books a lot. It just depends. It just has to be so moving. I think eventually I'll reread Warbreaker for sure. But this year I'm definitely gonna do The Hobbit again. I'm gonna do Fahrenheit four five one. Um I'm gonna do um there was another book that I was gonna reread and I can't remember what it is now. But there are some classics that I just need to you need to. need to read again. Yeah, I just, I can't do it. I wish yeah. I could. If I could forget those three books and reread them again, like, I understand finally, like, what people mean. Like, when, like, they say, like, I would, like, wipe my memory and reread this book. Because yeah. I've never felt like that. Yeah. But with Warbreaker, 100,000% that I would wipe my mind and reread it all over again. Yeah. Every time. So freaking good. Yeah. But That's, hey. how, I, that's how I feel about Akatar. Dude, I, I hated on it so much, and then I was like... Oh, really? Not a fan? No, I hated on it hardcore. I was like, anybody that reads this is just, like, basic. basic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And then I, like... Trapped. I was like, I'm just gonna see how it goes. What all the hype is about, And then I was, like, in there, like, swimwear after, like, ten pages of the first book. So, yeah. I'm glad you liked it. But you guys should tell us your reading goals of 2023, and um, you should definitely join us on next week's episode. I think that we are going to be talking about um, just, I think, books that we read over the break. These are books that we decided that we were going to, like, separately bring to the table. Yes. Honestly, it's going to be me trying to complete Mistborn in a week (laughs) and a half. Because that's the book I want to read, and then actually reading a novella so that I have something to bring to you to, to next week. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Oh, so, God. I am going to start reading, well, I have already started reading it, but I'm going to finish um, Charm, and that is what I'm going to be talking about next week. Charm. So, Charm by Tracy Wolf. Hmm. So, yes. Oh. Mm, gotcha. You guys need to join us next week for our podcast, and we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and have a great rest of your week. See you later. Bye. Bye.